Hey, it's Tara. We're going to get into this week's show in just a minute. But first, I wanted to tell you about something I am super excited about. It's called the Stronger Business Playbook. The Stronger Business Playbook is like having a business coach in your back pocket. The playbook helps you take a look at your business or a challenge you're facing from a new angle, examine the information you have, and create a plan for moving forward. The playbook includes more than 15 templates on everything from your business model to your marketing strategy to your standard operating procedures to financials. Plus, there are 50 prompts for approaching your market and sales, offer development, money, operations, and mindset from a fresh perspective. The Stronger Business Playbook is a comprehensive toolkit for building a business that runs smoothly, causes fewer headaches, and makes you more money. The playbook is only available to members of the What Works Network. When you join us now, you get instant access to the playbook, plus a year of support in a community of experienced small business owners, and access to our next session of the Commitment blueprint. Join us today at explorewhatworks.com slash network. That's explorewhatworks.com slash network. The very thing that I leaned into was like, how can I actually keep my mind fresh in the midst of all of this? Because I know like that's going to be the thing that helps me serve at my highest level. And I don't need to be looking for that next program. Or if I am investing in a program, I'm going to come to it from a clean place because I realize like this is actually the next thing that's going to help me as a business owner increase my revenue or serve more or have more time, whatever that next goal is for me. Life teaches us a lot. Some of it is good and helpful, the skills that help us make our way in the world. And some of it, well, some of it ends up just getting in our way. But we might not realize the friction that it's causing or the opportunities that it's blocking until things come to a head. Once you've discovered that there's a problem with what you've already learned, what do you do? I'm Tara McMullen, and this is What Works, the show that takes you behind the scenes to explore how small business owners are building stronger businesses. Now, all this month, we've been talking about leveling up and learning new skills. But this week, we're going to talk a little bit about unlearning. Marga Biller, Program Director at the Harvard Learning Innovations Laboratory, defines unlearning like this. Unlearning is learning to think, behave, or perceive differently when there are already beliefs, behaviors, or assumptions in place that get in the way at either the individual or organizational level. Now, often we try to do new things without addressing the beliefs, behaviors, and assumptions that we already have, even when those things end up being contradictory. For instance, it's hard to speak up on social media and share your big message if you've learned through social conditioning or personal trauma that you can only be safe when you're silent. It's hard to ask for testimonials or write effectively about your offer if you've learned that humility is always playing down your achievements or ability. It's hard to charge more for your services or products if you've learned that money is the root of all evil. Here's what I've learned over the years. The job of entrepreneurship is so different and foreign to most of us that we don't realize all the things we've learned that block our ability to do it effectively until we're deep in it. Entrepreneurs have to unlearn trading time for money. They have to unlearn old management habits. They have to unlearn perfectionism. They often even have to unlearn old identities. Truly, the list could go on and on. 
But I won't. I want to get to this week's conversation because it's a good one. This week, I'm talking with financial coach and the founder of Wealth Over Now, Kina Newell. Kina and I started this conversation with the frame that we were going to be talking about learning mindset skills, and we definitely talk about that. But after reflecting on this interview, I think what we talked about the most was unlearning many of the habits and patterns that she'd learned along the way. Kina and I talk about what she thought the problem was and how she tried to fix it before landing on learning and unlearning key mindset pieces, as well as the self-coaching system she used to finally start the reprogramming. We talk about the process she uses on a daily basis to examine what she's thinking and how it could be holding her back, and we get into the extraordinary results she's been able to create as a result of this work. Now, let's find out what works for Kina Newell. Kina Newell, welcome to What Works. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I am so excited to be talking about the topic of mindset with you and how you have leveled up your mindset um, to create some pretty incredible results in your business. So um, before we get into actually how you did that, what that looked like, what kinds of results that you've gotten, I'm curious what was going on in your business that helped you figure out that your mindset needed a tune-up in the first place? Um, So I was actually working with my business coach. And what I was trying to figure out almost like this time last year is why I couldn't close consults. And um, at the time, she like told me you should do some brain dumps before your consult. She had me journal about what I thought a good consult was. And I will tell you that I was not convinced that mindset was like the issue. Like I needed some other silver bullet, right? Like some new program. Mm -hmm. And she actually introduced me to the model by Brooke Castillo. And I was like, all right, well, this doesn't really seem like a productive use of my time. Um, (laughs) But I'll go (laughs) ahead and I'll I'll like try to kind of play with the model and, and figure out like my circumstance and my thinking. But once I actually, she referred me to some other resources during that time. Stacey Bayman, who um, actually hosts Making Money as a Life Coach, she has a podcast. But the more that I was actually listening to like my coach plus this outside like resource, if you will, I started to see that like it was very much my thoughts that were mm-hmm. creating my results. Yeah. Um, So you mentioned that you didn't want to believe that it was a mindset issue at first. And I think that that's really common that mindset is often one of the last things we try. And like you said, you know, you wanted it to be a program that you had to buy, a formula that you could use, a better script for your consults, I'm sure. What are some of the things that you tried to solve this problem before you really got into the mindset piece? I changed like my application form with my clients. Like maybe I just need to, I need them to tell me yes or no, whether or not they want to like pay for my services. Mm -hmm. Um, I need to send them a video before they actually get on a call with me because like, then they'll be warmed up to me. Right. So like, they won't won't have objections when they get on the call. Uh, Like those were two very concrete things that I remember trying and, and just saying like, okay, let me just keep throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks. And now that I think back to that, they're like laughable because (laughs) the video wasn't going to be the thing that made them say yes, or even having them um, on my application form click whether or not they like wanted to invest in, in my services. And I, 
it's just funny that I couldn't see that. And I think like also mindset is not something that coming from like corporate kind of setting to being an entrepreneur, like we're never really taught about mindset. So in my own thinking, it was like, well, that can't be the problem because there has to be, there has to be like a concrete way to fix this through some kind of like $99 program. Yeah, yeah, uh, yes. I, I think you are just articulating something that so many people have either thought in their head, maybe they've thought it out loud, maybe they've written it in a Facebook group somewhere. Um, and I don't want to, I, I don't think, it doesn't sound like what you're saying and, and certainly not what I'm saying either is that mindset is some sort of silver bullet, um, but none of the other stuff works without you know, the right kind of mental approach to things too. So I want to get into exactly the kind of work that you did to level up your mindset and change your thinking. But first, before we get there, talk us through what changed about your consult process and like what was going on in those calls because your mindset had adjusted. Mm hmm. I was the before in my calls, I could feel myself being really graspy. Mm. And one of the things that I said, uh, my business coach helped me with, which was, what, what do I think a good consult is? And so for me, it was a good consult has to be that that client is saying yes to me. And if they're not saying yes, like almost making that mean something about how, wh what does that mean about my services? What does that mean for me as a business owner? And actually journaling on that to see like a good consult is actually that like I help that person on the other end of the call, like have a great experience with me, have like we actually get them to a decision, whether that's yes or no. And that doesn't have to do that doesn't have to be like be a reflection of who I am as a business owner. And um, I was mentioning Stacey Bame and I actually joined mm -hmm. her program who she's she like. I feel like everything that she does is based on mindset. Like her whole thing is like meet people, tell them that you're a coach and make offers to help them. But it all starts with like doing that from a clean place. And mm -hmm. so what shifted for me on consults is like being able to, before I got on a call, remind myself of like, what is my goal as a coach in, in getting on this call, like uh, she has you do like a pre-evaluation before the call talking about like, do I actually believe that I can help this person? Like that's one of the questions or things that I write down for myself are like, I'm here to listen to the other person on this call. There's a reason that this person is reaching out to me. So like really knowing that like I can hold the space to listen to them and so it's about being, for me, it's about being unattached to the outcome mm -hmm. and really being present in that moment, because that's also a coaching opportunity to be present in the moment with that person that's reached out and walking them through a process and knowing also, I think like what I also was doing before was like, and you get this when I'm working with you and you get this and this, right? Like you try to tell them all the details and you don't actually need to tell them the details because what they care about most is like, how is this going to transform their life? And so I've been able to focus more on the transformation than like, you get X number of calls and you can contact me 24 hours a day and Voxer support, right? Which I think some of us lean into. Um, and so I've been able, like I said, to hold the space to talk about the transformation. Yeah. So I love that what you just described, it 
to me sounds so concrete. Like we think, I think sometimes when we talk about mindset work, it sounds very ephemeral almost. And you said, you know, I I thought there had to be a concrete solution to this challenge and concrete looked one way uh, Mm -hmm. to you. And I think to many other people as well, but everything you just described is also very concrete. Not that it didn't, doesn't take deep work and integration and, and kind of follow through, but like, it also sounds very accessible, right? Yeah. <laughs> and which is, I think, a thing that we kind of miss sometimes about mindset work. Um, okay, so let's get into the actual process of how you did that deep work. So mm-hmm. when you realized, okay, this is I, I'm I'm willing to entertain the possibility <laughs> that this is a mindset issue. Yeah, uh, you said you started to listen to some podcasts. W- what did the actual process of identifying your sort of mindset, maybe pitfalls is a way to put it, um, to kind of working through those things and then developing a a new approach on the other side of that. Can you walk us through that process? Yeah. um, So I feel like the simplest tool that I use is like having a notebook that's literally dedicated to my thoughts and waking up in the morning before I get started on my business and being able to dump like the thoughts that may prohibit me from like showing up as like the business owner that I desire to be, whether those are thoughts that serve me or thoughts that don't serve me because I'm thinking like, I know a thought that I had in April of this year or March slash April was like, my business was done um, because everybody else was (laughs) running around, right? Like the sky is falling, but realizing that I could actually manage my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, to get through that. And so a lot of what I do in the mornings is like dumping my thoughts. Um, Like I said, I use the model, which is by Brooke Castillo. So I dump my thoughts thinking about like my circumstance and my circumstance might be, you know, making $2,000 in my business today or hitting a $20,000 month, whatever that is. But what thoughts come up for me about that? Um, And being able to isolate how does that actually make me feel and what actions do I take from that place? And then trying to like, if it's a model that doesn't serve me, then I'm shifting it to one that does to see like, how can I get myself further up that belief ladder? Um, And it doesn't right? like, it's not because you write it on paper that all of a sudden it happens, but the awareness of the fact that you have like a thought within your brain that then it affects the way that you operate, whether you're showing up on Instagram, the way that you write content, the way that you show up on, on calls. Like, I mean, I'm a service-based business owner. So like I'm in front of people more often than not. And so it's just been really cool to see that entire loop because as I said, this time last year, I was like, "Mm, that that's like some woo work that just doesn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'm glad you brought up awareness um, because I think this is the at least for me, in my experience, bringing awareness to whatever crap is getting in my way, the mental crap, especially, it has been game changing in and of itself. It's like, yes, there's all the other stuff that you might do 
after that that you need to do after that but even just bringing awareness to what's going on is such a huge piece of that okay so you've mentioned um the model by brooke castillo a couple of times um i know what that is i bet probably at least a few of our listeners know what that is um but i'm sure there are plenty of people who don't how did you uh how did you learn actually learn about the model not learn of it but did you take a program was it just through the podcast was it through your business coach Um, through my business coach, she's the one who first introduced me to it. So she's, um, trained in the life coach school. And so she walked me through like how to use the model. And then, like I said, I joined, um, Stacey Bayman's program as well, while also still working with my business coach, because I knew that she did a little bit more work with the model. Mm -hmm. And, um, she also offers some like group coaching calls where you can share what your models are and get feedback on them, um, which that has actually been really great for me because then I can see like trends and continue to ask myself questions. Cause I think that's the thing is like being able to shift mm-hmm. how you even do your own mindset work. And you start to like ask different questions um, because you see what you're writing down on paper. I love that. I love that. Uh, okay. Uh, were there other things? Were there other resources? Was there other support that you used in this process of working on your mindset? No, I mean, those are the things that I've really used. I I really try to stay like lean, Mm -hmm. if you will, in what I'm um, accessing, because I don't want to focus on all of the things. And so like my goals for this year as a business owner, and just in my personal life was like, I want to refine and finesse. So I can't have like, 10 different programs that I'm participating in. But those have been like my two main um, focuses is leading into like the fact that I can get one-to-one coaching on my models, mm-hmm. either through the program through Stacy, or I can take them to my coach and say like, hey, this is what's going on. Um, how can I be more aware of shifting this so I don't like lose results and traction in my business? Awesome. I, I love the idea of taking a lean approach. (laughs) I think (laughs) so many people could benefit from that. So I really appreciate you sharing that. And I also really appreciate uh, the refine and finesse goal. Um, You know, where so many people are always striving for the next thing. I have certainly fallen into that trap more times than I can count. Um, And refining and finessing is such a great way to approach business growth, business work in general. You're going to hear about the extraordinary results Kina was able to create as a result of this mindset work in just a minute. But first, a word from our WhatWorks partners. WhatWorks is brought to you by Mighty Networks. Mighty Networks makes it easy to bring your community courses and content all together under one digital roof. I've actually just set up a brand new Mighty Network for our podcast production agency, Yellow House Media, and I got to tell you, it was easy. The Mighty Networks team has taken out so much of the guesswork from getting a new network off the ground, and they flatten the learning curve when it comes to setting up your community for success. My new network walked me through choosing custom colors, copy, and images. I quickly customized my new member onboarding based on the pre-made templates, and then I set up conversation topics and recurring events. After that, I built out our podcasting course. We're soft launching it right now, and I've only spent a short time on it. Before long, I'll be inviting new members to join us, easily supporting them in our discussion feed and helping them work through lessons in our courses. And of course, we'll be adding a whole new revenue stream to our production agency. 
Mighty Networks made it a piece of cake. So what can Mighty Networks do for you? Give Mighty Networks a try for free by going to MightyNetworks.com. What Works is also brought to you by Standout Podcast Club. Are you a podcaster or aspiring podcaster who wants to create a standout show that helps you to grow your business? We'd love to support you inside the Standout Podcast Club. The Standout Podcast Club is your hub for the training, coaching, and networking you need to produce a podcast that grows your small business. Inside, you'll find a complete blueprint for producing a podcast that gets noticed, attracts an audience, and helps you grow your business. Standout Podcast Club is more than an online course. It's a dynamic, community-powered coaching hub that helps us help you on every aspect of how you produce your show. If you run into a question, ask. If you're looking for feedback on an idea, tell us in the club. If you want to talk trends, strategy, or planning for the future, start a conversation. We want to help you use your voice and grow your business, and so do the other podcasters inside the club. We also offer a roundtable discussion and Q&A call each month so that you can meet up with other podcasters, get your questions answered in real time, and learn new of-the-moment ideas for your show. Find out more about Standout Podcast Club by going to standoutpodcast.club. That's standoutpodcast.club. Okay, so let's get down into the results. You mentioned one really big revenue result to me uh, earlier. Do you mind talking about that a little bit and how this mindset work contributed to that? Definitely. So, gosh, somewhere around here. Hold on just a second. (laughs) Sure. I can give you very concrete numbers. Yes, we love (laughs) concrete numbers. (laughs) Um, So last year, in total in my business, I made... $15,000, a little over $15,000. And in quarter one of this year, I was hitting like five and six K months. Like that's what I was averaging. Um, In April or like March and May is when I really started to like dive into the mindset work. And then in June, I actually hit my first five figure month. And so that's been the trajectory. Um that I've been on since, since June, which in August I made like $14,000, which is basically what I made last year. Right. That's amazing. Um, (laughs) So I'm on my way this year to being like a six figure business owner. Um, and just shy of that, but like, literally I attribute everything to like me getting my mindset in order, especially like, right. The world imploded. It's like still on fire. Um, and the very thing that I leaned into was like, how can I actually keep my mind fresh in the midst of all Mm -hmm. of this and clean? Because I know like, that's going to be the thing that helps me serve at my highest level. And I don't need to be looking for that next program. Or if I am investing in a program, I'm going to come to it from a clean place because I've, I realize like, this is actually the next thing that's going to help me as a business owner, increase my revenue or serve more or have more time, whatever that next goal is for me. Yeah. Okay. So I want to dig into what is underneath the this phenomenal financial <laughs> results that you've gotten. So we started off talking about uh, improving your close rates on consoles. Mm-hmm. Has the change just been that you are working with more people by virtue of closing more consultations? Or have you been... Have you 
change more fundamental parts of your business model because of the or or it, you know alongside changing your mindset as well i mean the mindset work has really helped me close more okay um so i'm like at probably an 80% close rate nice month a month and um so like people were showing up earlier in the year like i wouldn't count it how many discovery calls I'd had. And I'm like, where, what is happening? Right. And so why, why am I not closing on these calls? Um, cause the problem wasn't like people booking discovery calls. And so the mindset work really helped me shift. It, it, it helps me think about even too, like how to serve the people that may be following me on Instagram, the people that are, you know, with, um, reading my newsletter. One question that, um, I've asked myself is like, what does like one person need to hear from me today mm-hmm. um, in regards to like their personal finances or business finances? And so being able to focus on that, um, I think helps me show up in a lot of different ways in terms of like my copy, how I show up on Instagram. But then when I truly believe when people get to the call, like you are so ready to get started with you know, like working with me. And I think just that entire shift in energy um, has improved my close rates, but then I'm also willing on consults. Like I told you, I'm not like talking about the bells and whistles mm-hmm. of like my program, but I'm holding the space for that person to see the transformation. I'm also really willing to ask hard questions. Um, cause I'm like, you're on this call for a reason. Right. And I know that I can do it from a place where I'm not attached to the outcome of them saying yes, but I'm yeah. here to help you make a decision. Yeah. So is your business model then primarily one-to-one coaching or do you have other offers as well? I just do one-to-one coaching right now. Okay. So that is um, a $14,000 month doing one-to-one coaching. That's incredible. It is. I'm so excited about it because I'm like, (laughs) this is amazing. (laughs) You should be. Yeah, totally. I mean, I was totally expecting you to say, oh, no, I changed my mindset. And then I was able to enroll people in this group coaching program. And then that's how and and that would have been a great result, too. Like, that's not a bad that would not have been a bad result. But I freaking love that you're like, no, the model stayed the same. The business model stayed the same. I just closed more people. And now I make a lot of money. And it's awesome. (laughs) And I, and I personally, like, I love the one-to-one coaching as I was sharing with you before we got on the call is like, I used to be a teacher. And so being able to work with women one-to-one and like, just see them light up and shift their, like, I actually do mindset work, but when it comes to money, um, and so being able to see women shift. Like, I love holding that space. I, yeah. And I don't know, like, it may shift next year. And I do want to do a group and a course. But even with the mindset piece there, I, like, question the reasons mm-hmm. I would want to shift. And so, like, I'm glad that I do have the mindset work to to continually, like, reflect on what I'm doing in my business. Because, I mean, you're on social media. If you watch, if you watch too many stories, all of a sudden you think you do need to be doing something different. <laughs> totally. Um, which it's fine if you do something different, just making sure that it's in alignment with like your vision and your mission and how you want to show up as a business owner. And so like those things are very important to me. Um, but yeah, right now my sweet spot is this one-to-one coaching. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Okay. I want to ask about the money mindset 
repeats uh-huh. uh, because, okay, so you're, you're a money coach. You help people with their finances. So I know that you're already just extremely attuned to the money side of things, but I'm wondering if this huge shift in your own financial results has messed with your money mindset at all? Was there any uh, was there any kind of specific mindset work that you had to do around getting okay with or feeling really comfortable and fluid with the amount of money that you started to make? Yeah. Um, I will say like even in the beginning of where I was as a business owner, one, I was undercharging, mm-hmm. right? The the classic, like, people can't afford this. They won't ever pay this. Um, and so I had to actually address some of my own money mindset issues, which I didn't know were really there because I hadn't stopped to really think about it. But the whole, like, money is evil mm-hmm. um, or just wanting to replace my salary um, mm-hmm. and not, like, right? Like, someone else had always dictated how much money I can make. And so being able to realize that, like, no, I have the ability to create money. Mm-hmm. And I can create as much of it as I want. And with that, I can lean into the things that I value and those the money isn't bad. Like money can help me help more people. Money can, you know, I can vote with my dollars. Mm-hmm. And I think like that's how I've had to shift my money mindset in terms of um, making more money in my business is like, I'm a very concrete person when it comes to my business finances. So I try not to get scared by wanting to push myself like, okay, 20K a month. Like, what does that look like? Like, that's what I'm currently working on, but I'm grounding it in. Like, I know what that creates for my personal life. I know what that creates for my business and being able to like hire my first employee. So those, I think I I don't go so much, I do mindset, but then I also think I take it back to concrete to mm-hmm. say like, what does that thing create for me in my life? But also in my business and for the world. Yeah. Well, I think that's been just such a great theme so far of this conversation is, yes, there's the mindset piece that is, I don't want to use the word woo-woo. I don't want to use the word ephemeral again, but there's that like lack of concreteness (laughs) that, that absolutely is a component of mindset work and recognizing that, uh, thoughts are reality and that they're also not reality and that that we can change them and like all of that stuff. But you keep bringing it back to these very concrete decisions and actions and shifts that you have made. And I think that to me is the power of the skill, learning the skill of really understanding, becoming aware of and shifting your mindset. And so I really appreciate you articulating that in a couple of different ways here. I'm also really curious about results that you have seen outside of your business. Has working on your mindset shifted things for you in your personal life in any way? Mm-hmm. Um, as you were just talking about that, I think mm-hmm. another word that people may resonate with is like perspective. Mm-hmm. Because I, something I've learned in life is like, I can't always change the situation, but I can change my perspective. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think like that's how I would also distill what mindset work is, is when you recognize these thoughts, it's actually like the perspective you have about whatever circumstance or situation you're in. And so really that's what mindset work is. It's like choosing to hold on to a different perspective or thought, which is how it appears in the right. mindset, like in the model. Um, and so I think like that's how it shows up for me 
in my personal life is like, how can I change my perspective about the situation that's in front of me? So something else that I don't think a lot of people know about me is I actually have a full-time job as well. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so that's, that's for healthcare and retirement purposes. I call it a side hustle. Um, (laughs) And it's not going to be there much longer, but that's what I've been like, as I build, I like wanted the two sources of security. Um, (laughs) And so I've had a lot of tension in the last like 30 to 60 days about wanting to do both. And so I've had to use mindset work to say like, to identify like, what is this resistance that I have? And where is that like friction coming from? And like, part of the friction is like, Kina, you can just pay your bills out of your business. But I also have some other goals. Mm -hmm. Um, Because my, as a single woman, my full-time job, I I call it like, now I'm like a dual income household. Um, (laughs) So so like, I've had to like grapple with this resistance and being able to really shift like my perspective on this full-time role that I have, how does that serve me right now in this moment, in this season? So I don't email anyone and just say, I resign. Like I have a plan for when I walk away, but I've had to like literally write down my thoughts about it. So I don't say I resign. (laughs) Okay. Are you open to talking about like what, how you are coaching yourself through those thoughts because one this is a fascinating situation that i think a lot more people find themselves in than we realize Uh uh two we clearly have to have you back on the podcast to talk about time management uh (laughs) and three i mean i think regardless of you know whether it's a full-time job versus business situation we all have those kind of conflicts of like this has a place and this has a place and I want to do both. Gosh, darn it. How do I, how do I work this out? Or how do I get my brain to a place where I feel like this is balanced and intentional and purposeful and also have a plan. Um, (laughs) So, okay. Can you talk us through that some, because I am fascinated by this. (laughs) I mean, it goes, it goes in my little notebook too, because sometimes when I wake up, I'm like, "Mm, I don't want to do both. (laughs) Um, And the thing that I've realized is like, I try to get like, what is the root of, what's the root of the problem? And one of the things that I think I've held onto is like, well, if I had more time in my business, then I would be able to create, I don't know, $30,000 months, right? But that's not necessarily, that's still just a thought that I have. It's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. Um, and to your, you, you like mentioned time management. So like that's actually, I'm making it mean that because I have two jobs that I don't have the time mm-hmm. to dedicate towards both, which really it comes back to like how I choose to think about the situation is really what's going to allow me to do what I need to do for both my business and for the side hustle that pays for my retirement and healthcare. Um, <laughs> so even just thinking about, I, I think the thing that I've had to learn is like when I'm, when I'm doing this like time management balance, what am I also telling myself I need to be doing in my business? Because it comes back to 
well, I need to be working all of these hours. Well, I don't necessarily need to be working all of these hours. Like distilling it back to the focus of going back to Stacy's program. She's like, you need to meet people, tell them that you're a life coach and like make offers to help them. And so I have to ask myself, like, how am I doing that day to day? And I don't need eight hours a day to do that. Right. And if I'm Ooh. doing it, if I'm doing my content from a place where I'm thinking about serving, then I can write a really awesome newsletter or I can interview a client and like share their story on my money files, like podcasts. Like, so those things can happen. So I just have to work through that. I'm saying this right now, like I've been like delivered and healed. Um <laughs> But those are the things that I like, I think I constantly think about. And also it's like, what is the benefit? I was trying to find the notes that I wrote down um, here in my, in my thought work, but like one of the coaches that gave me feedback, it was something to the effect of like, what if the situation was happening for you? Right? Like Mm -hmm. me having this, like these two, this tension in my, and with having a full-time job and like being all in on my business. And so when I started to think about things like that, it's like, what do I get to learn right now that I know when I go all in for myself, like some of those problems aren't going to go away. Like I'm blaming it on, on having two jobs, Mm -hmm. but that's not what it is. It's actually a mindset issue. Wow. (laughs) It all comes back to mindset. (laughs) Yes. Uh, so appreciate all of those thoughts. And I also appreciate you calling out that like, it's maybe it sounds like in the way you're describing it, that you have this all figured out, but it's a process and it's messy and that's okay. Um, and that there's still so much to be learned and so much growth to be had in that messy, I'm figuring this out process. But I just, your reflection on it is wonderful. And I, just I'm so grateful for it. Um, Okay, so as we are starting to wrap up here, I'm curious if you have your eyes on a particular challenge in the future that you are sort of mindsetting your way through right now or or a a challenge, a goal, something that you are looking toward as like, I'm going to get this figured out and approach it with this the same intentionality uh, that you've described around these other challenges. Yeah, I think right now what I'm like doing in thought work is like having a business that where like I make two hundred and fifty thousand dollars next year. Right. And so my brain tells me that's inconceivable. My data tells me it's totally possible. Totally possible. (laughs) Right. But it's, and so that's what I'm like working through like that, like, no, Kina, you can create money for yourself. And just like reminding me that the same things that worked when I was having $2,000 months Mm and $5,000 months and $10,000 and $14,000 months, all of that, like, it's not different it's the same thing. And so I just have to like lean in and monitor like the belief. Um, and we kind of talked about like the crazy roller coaster of like being a business owner. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I remind myself of, and I've heard from other entrepreneurs is like being in a business is like 50, 50. It's not, I think like 
people on the outside think it's like, this is an amazing thing. It's like, no, it's like feuding people in your head all the time. (laughs) But realizing that like mindset work is going to be the things that help me get through the like hills and valleys of um, what it means to be a business owner. And like, it's, it's okay. I can do that. And also knowing that like, I can't, um, with the mindset work, I don't need to like listen to everyone around me. Like my parents don't understand what I'm doing. They finally started to like embrace the fact that they're like, okay, I guess she's doing this. Um, <laughs> but right, like I can't go to them for advice in the ways that I would for my other parts of my life yeah. because they can shift my thinking and my mindset. So like just leaning into what I know is true. Brilliant. Uh, Kina, what are you excited about right now? I'm excited to help more women this year in with my services. Like that's the thing that like lights me up. So there are days that like, it can be a really long day and I will do four to five hours of coaching and people are like, how do you do this? I'm like, cause it is the thing that brings me absolute joy. Um, that is that, obvious. Yeah, <laughs> Keenan Noel, thank you so much for sharing your mindset journey, how you've learned these skills of of bringing awareness to your thoughts and how they're impacting the way you show up in your business and the incredible results that that's created for for you. I am so grateful. Thank you. Thank you for having me. What do you need to unlearn? What default thoughts or assumptions are battling it out with what you've learned about what you need to do next? The first step to unlearning is awareness. Notice when these thoughts or assumptions pop up. Notice when you're practicing a mental habit that's unhelpful. Then you can slowly, thoughtfully start to unlearn. Find out more about Kina Newell at wealthovernow.com. Next week, we're starting a new series on leading yourself, the perfect topic to close out this wild year. You're going to hear from Emily Thompson from Being Boss, Alethea Fitzpatrick from Co-Creating Inclusion, Missy Emler from Modern Learners, and Valerie Black from The Change Agency. Each has been through their own wild experiences this year and have a lot to share about how they led themselves through. What Works is produced by Yellow House Media. Our production coordinator is Sean McMullen. This episode was edited by Marty Seafelt. Our production assistants are Kristen Runvik and Lou Glazer. 